Hello, it's Thursday, the 28th of September in the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got two days on the roll, you lucky chaps. Myself and my beautiful co-host Catherine Watkins is here today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. We've got a little guest on today. We did it solo yesterday and today we've got Cheryl. Cheryl is from Wales and Cheryl's got an interesting story and me and Kat are going to be obviously jumping in asking questions but Cheryl's got a really interesting story to tell us about her younger days in employment. Welcome Cheryl. Hello good afternoon. Thanks for coming on the show. Now Kat knows you via Facebook and you've been at the protests and uh, down at the court for PCP Wales. Yes. Kat messaged me the other day and well Kat you, 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 you say how all this came about. Well, yeah, obviously, you know, everyone knows what my deep dive into the sex industry and the pornography industry. So um, and I post a lot about it on Facebook. So Cheryl had messaged me and said, you know, she used to work in a, a sex shop, should we say, one of those types of thingies and that she wasn't allowed to speak out for a long time. But now she is able to um, about the types of people. So obviously where I relate back to where I, my, my point I'm trying to make, I think Cheryl is going to justify. Right. So. Where I'm saying in the pornography world and the sex world, things may start off quite innocent. I'm going to say in inverted commas, it can get really sadistic. It can get really, um, really sick and, and quite filthy. And the people in high positions of power are heavily involved in this. So Cheryl is going to tell us about um, her experiences, about the types of people that used to come in, the types of things that used to go on and, and um, basically justify what we're trying to say and why this industry is so dark, secretive and dangerous. So that's how this interview has come along. And I'm so grateful, Cheryl, that you've come on and, and are willing to tell us your story, love. Yeah, I just oh, was... yeah, you're welcome. You said about um, you haven't been able to speak out about this. Did they actually make you sign non-disclosure orders or how does that work? Yes. They did? Um, So when I I started my employment, I had a non-disclosure and also a contract. But further down the line, I ended up taking them to a court because I had an accident in the workplace and it was due to their fault. So I ended up taking them to court. And they then countered back to say, um basically they wanted me to just emphasize and sign another one to say I wasn't allowed to speak out for anything that happened in there any of the customers nothing for about 15 years so yeah so it's a long time I haven't yeah sorry what were we saying I'm looking forward to this story now so Mm -hmm. let's go back when did it all start tell the story Cheryl yeah let's go back so um you know, I was never so. So my experience back then was, you know, I was a supervisor in many shops um, and this position came up as a manager. So I thought, great, it was good money. Um, I didn't quite understand what it was all about, because back then I was only young, 23, 24. I'd only ever been in two serious relationships. So, you know, I went along to the interview, uh, the the had me come to the shop to have a look and they made it sound so you know innocent nice oh it's mainly for couples and you know all of this so so anyway I took the position on and I soon realized that you know it it was quite dark and the type of people that went there and the type of things that they got up to um was was quite it was quite a hard pill for me to swallow um you know, I didn't last long there. I only lasted, I think, about a year, which which is pretty good considering everything that went on. Um, you know, they sold everything from uh, porn DVDs. Um, they sold BDSM things. They sold sex toys. They sold electrical sex toys where um, the person would have an electrical shock. They sold absolutely everything, clothing, you know, anything related to the sex industry, you can imagine, they sold it. Um, it was only a tiny shop, very small shop, but we sold a lot and a lot and a lot of um, products, a lot. Yeah, can we just jump in a second and put it into perspective there? Because as you were saying earlier, Cher, um, the city is really small. It was a really small, you know, it's not a massive city at all, you know, and you'd think... no. You know, in a bigger, so it, that just sort of really quite, you know, interested me in terms of 
the types of people that even yeah. went so, in there. So Bangor is one of the oldest cities in Wales, but it's also one of the smallest cities in the UK. So, you know, it, it, it's pretty small. Um, I soon realised that Bangor had a massive, massive underground of BDSM going on. It was huge, massive. Um, all, I had all the customers coming in and it really did surprise me that all this went on that I didn't even realise, I didn't even know in such a small town. And you, we've got a lot of um, students, uni students in Bangor. I, I just couldn't get my head around how many people were into, you know, bondage, um, pain, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, the really, really heavy stuff. It was rife. It was, and we're talking 15 years ago. So it's not yeah. as if it's now. It's 15 years ago when these things weren't as as prominent as it is today. But well, even we're back talking, then, it was 15 years, what, what year are we on? When did internet porn come on? Was that about 2008 or something like that? So we're talking then, really. On the no, long, 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 long time before that. Long time before. Was there? Yes, yes, yes. Ah, right, okay. Um, so I, I, while there. you're talking, I'll, I'll have a look at, up for some factoids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think it, 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 porn was, was out on the internet by, um, by then. It'd been out quite a while by then. Right, um, okay. But, you know, we used to sell DVDs for 30 quid a pop and they used to just fly out. And so yeah. you would think that they would, you know, w watch it on their phones rather than paying £30 for a DVD. However, I don't think the kind of DVDs that they wanted to watch was available, such as, you know, um, transgender, you know, trans, you know, the stuff like that. I don't think it was that quite easily available on your phone back then. Yeah, so it was we probably not as easy accessible back then. That's what it was. And that's why they 1995. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I was I was eleven back then. Yeah, I didn't even have the internet. Until I was like, twelve. I was twelve. I didn't have the internet then until uh, many two thousand and one or two thousand and two. Many people didn't. But so I don't know if they would have been able to find it on there anyway. I don't think it was no, easy. This, this this is what I think the problem that the customers mainly had was for hmm. the for the what they were looking for wasn't easily accessible yeah you know your nice maybe your nice soft ones or your normal ones was quite easily accessible but your specific categories yeah. that they were looking for wasn't and we had all types of categories I mean when I first started there I was under a two weeks training program and the first thing they gave me was a massive box and I had 50 DVDs of all different kinds um, and a load of toys and they basically said right you need to go and watch every single one of them you need to understand how your customer's mind work what kind of Whoa. things that it yeah no seriously it was it was really intense um I didn't get round I should have done but I didn't get round to watching all of them because some of them were just too too much for me to stomach um so what I did was you know I I reached out to family members and I said right do you know anybody that that wants to watch this that would watch it and kind of give me some feedback on it so I didn't actually have to watch it myself the same as with the toys it's like you know I, I gave them out to friends and it's like, but just just try it and let me know. Because um, it was all kinds of tough toys, you know, your anal stuff, you know, everything. It was absolutely everything. And I remember in the box, it had one of those, one of their most popular toys. Um, and it was called Big John, I think it was called back then. And the thing was a dildo and it was massive. It was big, wide, and I, I just... I I couldn't understand how anybody could get that anywhere near them. Yeah, it was yeah. so big. This but is the road it was so traveled. yeah, it was so popular. It was really it was one of our most popular um, toys. It was unbelievable, and we had a lot of men buying the that that particular toy. Wow. So what type yeah. of people used to come in, Chair? What type of so, people? Yeah. So you you got your normal couple. Okay, which is fine. They want to spice up their sex lives. Fine. They, they used to come in, you know, they wouldn't buy DVDs as such. They would just buy, you know, the odd like um, 
stockings, uh, you know, just like a little vibrator or something like that, maybe some flavoured lube. So, yeah, so them. But then you got your likes of the police. Um, we had judges coming in. We had counsellors coming in. We had lawyers coming in. We had, you know, we had all kinds, the high profession. And from what I took from, so from all, you know, my experience there of selling to them, the, they 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 were into the extreme stuff. They were into the BDSM. They were into the trans transvestite stuff. They the, it was like the normal stuff. They'd been and done it, and it wasn't. It didn't get. It didn't get them. So they went further and further, and that's what I noticed with them. I, I could see a pattern of the high profile jobs. Um, they 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 were they were worse. The darker their, their they kink, were, like the more the darker they were. Yeah, yeah, their kinks were very much um dark, you know. And this and... is why, by the way, this is exactly my point when I say it shuts off at a certain level, right? So when anything goes on, the pornography is always hidden. The pornography is always destroyed. They never talk about it. Why? Because obviously they're highly involved themselves. That's why. Do you know what I mean? And they've got an an invested interest in it or they're trying to hide up something. Do you know what I mean? So this is why yeah. it never, ever, nothing ever happens. This is why, you know, our judicial system then is pretty shit, really, when it comes to sexual offending as well, because pornography is always it? involved. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, go on, no, carry on. No, it's okay. So we had other types of customers as well. Um, these were the customers that we had to report to the police um, and we did a lot of reporting. So we'd have fathers coming in, buying sex toys and, and clothes for their daughters. Um, so we had to report them straight away and we had to ban them from the shop. Um, so that's what we did. We had a process. We reported them to the police. The police would come into the store, interview me, take any footage um, that, that we have of them, which they had cameras all over the store uh, front did of the you, store did you in... know sorry to jump in there Shed, because this is just absolutely blowing my mind did you no. know like did they ever follow up and you know so they would have come no. in interviewed you you don't know that because because if you're no there was no follow-up very in, much doubt they were their children anyway yeah yeah there was yeah there was no follow-up children rather than their yeah. children yeah 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 that's a good point but we we had we had a lot of that that going on um wow but like yeah no no we never had we never had we, we had to leave it with the police we never had anything come back to say um they'd been prosecuted or such and such it, it was out of our hands once we reported it give our statement give the cctv it was out of our hands um but i i did a lot a lot of that reporting a lot um i had I one gentleman uh, come in and he was in his 60s he was very well spoken but very dirty he was smelly his fingernails were dirty his fingernails were long he was just horrible and he had a lady living with him um from what i uh, got from him she was homeless and he put her up and and she had a 14 year old daughter oh. so over the span of about 5 months he was coming in to buy her things but he ended up starting to buy things for the 14-year-old as well. Absolutely so not only disgusting. was he, yeah, so not only was he sexually active with the mother, he got the daughter sexually active with him as well. And it's a case of the, you know, I think they had nowhere else to go. So he groomed yeah. them basically. And, groomed and them, yeah, this is it. And, um, now, and now, I, I, I when never the police forget. came in, they wouldn't have yeah. done anything. If you've got police officers coming in, Right. And obviously, if this there would have been some sort of ring there as well, it probably still is. Do you know what I mean? There's a yeah, ring yeah. and the lowest and the highest are involved in that. So even though they came in and said, oh, you know, took a statement from you, let's have a look at your camera. I guarantee nothing happened. Nothing at all. No, no. Well, well wow. this is it. Um, after I reported him, he tried to come in a further two times after that. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. yes. So he's, he was still, you know, obviously. He was. He hadn't. He hadn't been. Um, Nothing of that. And he had the nerve to come yeah. back. Even. Yeah, come back. He came back twice. I'll never forget him. Um, you know, I th there's certain people that stick stick in my mind mm -hmm. when I work there, and he's one of them because I just I couldn't get over how he was. He was highly intelligent, very well spoken, but dirty and just 
Yeah, he he also used to ask me to if if I was able to sell him, and I never forget his words. He said, "You uh, do you mind selling me your soiled underwear?" So he wanted to buy my underwear that I'd been wearing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely filthy! And these, you know, well, the police probably didn't go there. That's why he came in twice because they yeah. didn't. Do you know what I mean? They didn't go. Did you, oh, no. did you report it again after that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to be fair to the company that I worked for, there was quite strict rules. Um, we we couldn't sell anything DVD-wise. We couldn't sell anything that had children in there, um, uh, animal stuff, anything like that. And there was strict rules on what we had to do whenever we... Um, seen, heard, or had a, a suspicion that something was going on regarding kids. Um, yeah. So you know, so I was fully quite... aware. Right. Okay. That, right. So they're they're making oh. a point of safeguarding for children and stuff. Then. Well, I said th- no. I think it was more to do with safeguarding themselves as yeah. a business. Yeah. yeah. Because they had. Um, not only did they have Bangor, they had nine other stores in other cities, uh, Chester, Warrington, Brighton, they, you know, so, so they knew what they were doing. Um, um, yeah. In my training, what, what they, they made it a big, big point of getting across is sex sells. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the they knew exactly how up. to make money. Sorry, we, what were you saying? We've got a swingers club has been opened up in Torquay. And it's it's literally just off of the high street. Kids have to walk past that every single day to go to school. It's open yeah. 24 hours. Um, my question is, one, what town councillors agreed that, that thought that's what Torquay needed? Yeah. Why are the police giving it um, a licence? Because they've got to have licences to be in there. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. You know, who wants this? Who wants this in the centre of their town in the daytime? I mean, there's nothing left. Every major retailer has left Torquay. There's no major retailers. You've got pop-up charity shops, sex shops, now a swingers club. Um, Yeah, it's because it sells. It it makes makes a hell of a lot of revenue. It's feeding into what they want to do. It's feeding into that sexual liberation movement. It's feeding into the normalization of children being sexualized. It feeds into all of this agenda. And you're right, you know, it's, it is becoming normalized now. You know, yeah, it's on the course. street when these kids are walking to school. What the hell? Every town yeah. says you're going to have a swingers club and a vaccine center. Mine's already uh, got it's a interesting you say, Interesting you've seen the swingers club and with the council. Our shop was actually placed within walking distance of a Catholic church. And I don't wow. know how how on earth that they agreed to allow a shop like that in within walking distance of a Catholic church. We had many complaints um, from obviously Catholics, Christians. Uh, we had them coming in, you know, I had a few screaming at me saying, this is disgusting, which is understandable because you're in within walking distance of where they, where they practice their faith. Um, but it was allowed. They had the license. It was allowed. Uh, the only thing that we weren't allowed to do as such was we weren't allowed to display our products in such a way in the window um, so as not to make it so crude and obvious um, so we, I was taught, okay, how to display the items with maximum effect, but it's just, just barely just scrape by the, the, the legal limits kind of thing. Yeah. Which is, is shocking, really. It is shocking, isn't it? You know, and what like... about the clientele? Um, you obviously had, as you said, your, your couples coming in. You had people coming in, one minute buying for the wife and the children. What about people within the upper echelons, not just your yeah. working people? How was their clear? Did, did you have many customers from the, like, um, who Ray had <laughs> I had police officers, judges, counsellors, um, the lot. Uh, they, they made up the majority of the customers to be honest um yeah we had your normal Hmm. yeah yeah um there was one certain police officer and he was well known in Carnarvon had been which is my home hometown and he had been 
um, a police officer, like on the street for a very, very long time. Everybody knew him. So he couldn't really go anywhere without people recognising him. And he came in one day. This is shortly not after long I started. And I remember thinking, oh, God, this is awkward. This is awkward. And he walked straight back out. He yeah, did not he... want me to know what he was buying. Uh... However, however, a couple of months later, when I was covering in another store in Aberystwyth, he was there. So what they were doing was once they knew we knew who they were, they would go to the other stores. Yeah, obviously. You know? And do you know what? For them to even come in there in the first place, they must have been so hooked on this stuff. And I know that it can be an addiction as well, right? That they don't, yeah, of course. They have to come in and get it regardless of if they're going to be seen. Because judges and all, surely, do you know what I mean? They yeah. Mean like, you know, I'm going to get seen here. People are going to know, but yeah. I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah, Next. there was one who, who did not think I knew who he was. But I did. I knew exactly who he was. Um, so he wasn't too bothered about me knowing he was there, knowing what he was buying. And the stuff he was buying was he was buying gay stuff. But I couldn't quite understand because in one aspect, he was buying gay magazines. But then he was buying stuff, toys, as if you would use on a partner as such, you know, like yeah. big dogs. And you know, a, a bit massive, massive, massive toy. So I, I just couldn't. And then he would buy clothes that was big sized. So I don't know whether he was wearing them himself. Probably. Uh, yeah, but he was he he wasn't he wasn't too phased about me being there, um, me knowing that he was coming. But most of them was most of them. As soon as they thought you knew them, they'd be go they'd be going somewhere else. Yeah, because yeah, they know how seedy and dark and disgusting. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is. They're aware of how seedy and and wrong it is. Yeah, yeah. The higher the profession I found, the the more dark and the more kinky their kinks got, and the more that they were into the extreme side of things. It, 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 it it's almost as if the normal because stuff. of the money. It's because it's you know that it's the money they can they can they can go further. They can explore further because they have that. I mean, it's. It's so yeah, maybe they also got the protection then, haven't they, in the exactly. judicial system, and that's it. Exactly. They know it, you know. Yeah, well, it, it's too. almost as if they they they've desensitized themselves they from are. the normal things, they and are. it's it's almost the feeling I got was, um, you know, I've done this and I don't get any any stimulation from it. Yeah. And so then they go to the next level, and then they go to the next level. That's and, exactly, you that's exactly what Catherine's been trying that's to explain. Exact, to and that's why I'm so glad you came on, Shep. Yeah, that's one hundred percent how, how I. Yeah, that is one hundred percent of how I. That that's how I how I seen it, and that's how you yeah. 100%. Which is why pornography is so 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 dangerous. This is exactly why because they wouldn't have started there. I can assure you of that much. Do you know what I mean? It would have started yeah. just watching two people having normal sex then that wouldn't have done anything for them anymore. They need more harder, more painful. Yeah. And this is why the BDSM um, community is so, so massive. Because And now, now we've got little kids watching porn. We've got 11, 12-year-olds addicted yeah. to pornography, mind. You can see where this is going, can't you? If you worked in there now, Cher, I can't oh, even yeah, imagine what sort of... You've got the Balenciaga's involvement with BDSM. Like Balenciaga, who's the face of Balenciaga all the time? Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. Never refused herself. She never stood back. She no, never she didn't, did she? These and this woman is an absolute disgusting. She is an absolutely disgusting creature. I've never seen one episode of that that show, but I watch, you know, a little some woman who just gives a little roundup of the, the, the disgusting things that woman is. Oh, I, I refuse to watch any type of um they are you absolutely know, stuff. Yeah. They are disgusting, but they are there and they you know, they haven't denounced Balenciaga. And then if you can start going back and linking all the main people to Balenciaga, you would not believe where that went. Yeah, this is it. This, but again, yeah, exactly. what Cheryl is telling us really fits into what we... Because as you said, Cher, the higher, you know, the higher yeah. the job... And that is 100% um, what, you know, of my experience there. The higher the position, um, the more money, the more power, the higher the position was... They the 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 deep 
the deeper and darker the kinks were and the more that they were pushing the boundaries. You could just tell, you know, they would buy like the electro sim. Now, the electro sim is um, you you give yourself an electric shock on your private bits. OK. Um, and there was there was lots of different attachments to them. There was one where you would put it down, you know, a man's fly, what yeah. Yeah. So, and it, it would go all the way down, and there was different sizes, there were smaller sizes, and there were bigger sizes. And it would give them an electric shock, and that would be pleasurable for them. And we sold a lot of them. There was also spikes that you roll onto whatever private parts you'd have the nipple clamps that were giving you electric shocks we sold loads of it loads wow. of it and, and back then it wasn't so it wasn't so cheapish it was so expensive and they would spend it they would spend it on it because that's an addiction see look as well now if we just go back a little bit to kinsey Kinsey's private life, you know, is 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 um life on the outside. Oh, he was a married man with three children and he was a disinterested uh, scientist. Absolute bullshit. Behind the scenes, he was a closet homosexual and he was a sadomasochist, and he had to do these things to himself. And what happens in sadism again? It's not, it's not, even though it's really painful, it doesn't work anymore. So just give example of two things that he did. One, he tied a rope to his scrotum and a, and he threw it over, um, he stood on a chair threw the rope over a metal pipe and jumped off, right? He actually gave himself a circumcision in the bath without anaesthetic, right? That's how that's how much he had to work himself yeah. to be able to become aroused, right? And this is the guy that places the, the sex education in school now because apparently we're sexual from birth, as we, you know, we know it's, it's a lie. Yeah. So this comes from this man. So he was the one who got pornography mainstream. I'm not saying it didn't happen before then because it did, but it was very, very rare. It was the odd, do you know what I mean? Now it's yeah. like massive in your face because he made porn mainstream which started off with playboy and you know you look at playboy the which they call soft porn which is never soft porn because it always leads to this sort of dark stuff and we got kids of course, yeah. now when god the knows what they're doing shop? to each other when was the first sex shop open do we know it's got to be the 50s oh god oh i don't know actually i'm gonna have a little look yeah have a little look i'd be quite interested um, to know that as well when was the first opened i'm thinking it would have been around oh there we go october 1971 huh? 1971 all down at what was it Greenham Common? Was it Greenham Common where they were doing like stop the bomb? It was all of that time with this social uprising, this socialist uprising, yeah. feminism. This is this is where it all stemmed from. That's, oh, wait that's a second, where... wait a second. I put that up. right. What they've done is they've given me the actual sex shop, which was what it was called. So, oh. I it is what is the first sex shop in the world founded by famous female pilot and entrepreneur Beat. Betty, you say I can. The namesake company opened the world's first ever sex shop in Germany in 1946. That was 1946. That was just after the Second World War. Look, after every war, there's always been. After every single war, there has always been some big social turnaround. It's the opportunity to restart. You know, everything's changed. Look how it was between the First and the Second World Wars. Do you know what I mean? It, it Everything changed. I think hers was probably very quite, um, what's the word, I'm going to say tame. And I yeah. think they started really kicking off in the ni- early 1960s. Yeah. Um, it would be really good to, to, to look into what her background is. If she was the first one to open that kind of, sh- it'd be interesting to, to know what her background is. Yeah, um, yeah. Beauty yeah. user, maybe I think she must do be a, Maybe our little project, Catherine. We need to maybe do a one on this. Well, she we was in Germany as well, which is funny, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, it would have to be Germany, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Where can we see this going then? So, if this is the the legs that we're at, because now, um. Do they not do that? And I don't, don't, this isn't coming from me experience, but there's a lady that I know, I knew, 
And she was saying when her husband went away that they have a remote toy. So the husband has control of it. Oh, yeah, and then she weighs... Apparently. She weighs whatever that he's got the control. Like, yeah, so we used to sell a lot of that as well. Um, oh, really? It's been around... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't so... It was... Okay, so nowadays I would imagine that they've got it to a certain distance, and but back then it was it had a wire on it, so it had a long wire and it had a battery, and then you would push the button, so it, it would be it would they be obviously like, do this you know, over Wi-Fi or something now, don't they? They obviously they must do, do yeah, yeah, they, they they must do, but um, back then, yeah, it was like um, two little eggs that you would put inside you. Um, and then you, somebody else can control it with with pushing the button, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I would imagine what they can do now. Then, like Lou just said, exactly, the exactly. Wow! Yeah, they even sold. Okay, even back then, they had um, what we call the sleeve. Um, can I remember what they brought? What the exact name? Oh god, no, I can't. Um, but it was like a sleeve, but it was in like a plus plastic tub, and there was a sleeve inside it, and the men would just put their penis inside, and it would imitate the feeling of a vagina, you know, for for those people who didn't yeah, have yeah. any girlfriends or yeah, yeah. Um well, I've yeah. seen some stuff like people posting them going, Oh my god, look at this. So you can actually so that I mean, obviously that was back then. Now, obviously you can buy your sex dolls, but they they just do like just an anus or and a vagina like yeah. just like made yeah, we, by, we it looks like we sold back then did you? yeah back then yeah we sold them back then we had um a real life um it was like so it's hard to explain but it was a real life it felt really really soft but it had a vagina and an and a you know and an anus that they could just literally hold and do what they wanted. And it is quite big. But yeah, we had them back even back then. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. This industry yeah. is dark in there. And it's it's mega unhealthy. It, not only is it causing worry, you know, we got child sex abuse, ritualistic sex abuse, child trafficking, pornography is at the heart of it all. But it's just yeah. Not only that, it's destroying. It's destroying humanity. People don't realize how big it is, right? You've got, sex, for no. example, those people that came in. They could be sexually blackmailed, and they are the people at the highest of the highest are, are so compromised through sex. They can the decisions they make, even though they may not be anything to do with sex, are because they've got sexual blackmail on them. Look. Yeah, of so course. It's the yeah. whole industry, and not only that, we've completely broken the family. I don't care who thinks they're having a, a healthy sex life, even if them and their their partner go and they watch a little bit together it's going to ruin you because it's, it's going to bring that distrust between you as well massively of course, yeah. you're going to split a family up which happens because if one of you is watching it, especially the male the female will have low self-esteem no confidence trust issues right you will mentally destroy each other you're not going to have a normal relationship most men depending on how much they watch it and if they're addicted to it will will suffer with erectile dysfunction right so what happens is they can't even get aroused unless they're watching porn that's going to destroy your relationship yeah. it's, uh, it's... That, that's another thing that we sold a lot of was the herbal viagras and the herbal um the herbal stimulants for the girls they, they were in pack a two with pink uh the girls were pack a two pink the boys were uh i think black or something but they they, i think they were like... as well didn't they because that was back yeah we, yeah we i was in the rave poppers. scene i was in the rave scene and a friend of mine used to go up to soho like once a month and go and pick up a tray of uh, of poppers nitrate yeah, inhalants well, that's what causes what the used to do obviously as well as the raving um they relax industry. the muscle they do relax the rectum relaxes the, yeah the rectum that's it it relaxes the rectum um and, and going back to what you said um kath about um oh my god oh god you know what i've forgotten his name now oh kingsley God, I, I, I don't know why, but I forgot his name. You said he was a closet homophobe. Um, yeah. A closet gay. Yeah. We had a lot of that as well. Um, We had a lot of married men come in and buy gay magazine, gay, por uh, gay porn. 
That's um, what pornography can do. People think that it's not. Yeah. They don't yeah. like to hear it, but I can tell you now, it, it does have no, no, a we had a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. We, That's the thing. Know, it's not because have, like, they... It's not because a lot of them are gay and seek out porn. It's because they've been watching porn that turns them that way because it's quite sexual. Yeah. This is the thing. People don't want to believe it, but that is a fact. Yeah, no, we had a lot of it. Um, you know, we'd have them coming in and most of them would buy a magazine so that their wives couldn't see. Um, so they, they'd buy a magazine, they'd read it, they'd take it to the card or something, they'd read it, they'd do what they do, and then they'd throw it away. Sometimes I'd have, have customers come buy the magazine read it there and leave um yeah there was another thing as well that might surprise you in this shop it was quite a small shop i had two sections to the shop one was a dvd room which was stacked full of dvds but also i had to have um dvds playing on the big screen in in that that particular part of the store all the time yeah, that's to entice people to buy. Yeah, straight away you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's just so seedy, isn't it? It's yeah. really dark. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had one customer come in. Um, he was in his fifties, and he was polite enough, nice enough, but he got his kinks from seeing me dressed the way he was dressed so he went he got a corset um and he got some uh, stockings so he said can I go and try these on so I said oh yeah fine so he went he tried it on and he came into the store wearing that and I was like no you've got to go back in so he had his kinks from me seeing him, him. the way yeah. he was dressed wow yeah yeah. yeah this yeah, is how messed yeah. up it can be and this is why we've got the most sickest genres of pornography ever because yeah. that is where it's got to when the pornographers know that the demand is there. They can't just keep giving you the same man and woman having sex because they no. know it doesn't work. They have to they no. have to create that demand. Exactly why child porn exists. Without adult well, porn, you would never have had child porn. Well, what we sold a lot of was we weren't obviously allowed to sell, you know, a child, but but what we sold was a lot of um adults dressed as teens. Yes. I knew yes, you were gonna say a that. Lot. So what I, you know, Judith Reisman, I know you've looked at this share as well as Lou, right? Judith Reisman, when she did her um her uh study for the Department of Justice on pornography, she used the three Playboy, um, the three pornographers at the time, and these were just magazines, right? Playboy, Penthouse, and Hustler, and she went through every single mm -hmm. thingy. And Warrior Group Warrior team had to do was pull out anything that involved a child, any cartoon that involved a child, if the caption involves a child, and wash she... Yeah what she had called pseudo children and that's exactly what it is so it might be an adult woman it might be an 18 plus woman but they would dress her like a child so in a little school uniform or hair in pigtails yes, or a lollipop holding a teddy. yeah exactly and that does that does absolute somersaults in the in the mind and confuses the mind and this is why you end up with a lot of people going to child they don't they don't grow up going i'm going to be a you know a child I'm going to be a child rapist or I'm going to be, a, you know, attracted to children sexually. It is a, there's something that happens and that is part of it. And the pornographers started that as well. So that's yeah. what they look for. And then when you think, oh, you know, school uniform, teenagers in school uniform, you can see where they, how it's created. Look, and that's my point. Yeah, as much as people don't want to know We're talking about it. fathers. You know, we're talking about fathers it's buying this. Absolutely disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. And you're just proving a point, which I've tried to make for a long time, of how prevalent it is. Because people think, you know, oh, it's the odd person. No, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. really not. It's it's embedded throughout society in the normal people, in your neighbours, your friends, your family. Even some of these people yeah. will be your the people you know and you know and people a lot of people are under the impression that most of these perverts and you know seedy stuff you'll be able to tell no you won't no you well, absolutely will not we had other types of customers as well we, we used to have strippers coming in buying you know the heels the the stuff to go to, to, to go and um, do their stripping um, jobs but yeah. we also had i had a couple of um film film guys that that were coming in to buy props for their films so porn so we had people actually coming in doing their own porn and they would buy the supplies to do such porn yeah and, yeah. and i and I, I used to be i used to be propositioned a, a lot by them um to go and you know it's like 400 quid a movie kind of you know 
yeah. I used to be, yeah, to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is why they end up doing it because a lot of these girls are, are well, a lot of them are trafficked. There are some who do it consensually, yeah. not very often, but they will have people who, and that's why, because a lot of them haven't got no money. So they'll offer them for, no. do you know what I mean? It's uh, it's prostitution yeah. in that respect, you know, and uh, it's, it really is. That's, that's just been a massive eye opener, this conversation has. I don't know about you, Lou. What do you yeah, reckon? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it, um, so it, it fits a lot of the pieces together. Yeah, so, yeah. And, um, it does. I mean, this is fifteen lot. years ago, so God knows how it is now. Yeah. Well, then here's yeah. a call yeah. out: if there is people listening who are still working within that kind of industry, get in touch. Info at libertytactics.co.uk. Get in touch. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you will get anybody. Probably not. Probably not. Because... But even if there's people who have like finished recently, then yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. In, in the last couple, maybe we'll we'll pull some of them in. I don't think we're going to get anyone who actually works in no. the industry on for obvious no. reasons. You, you, but... Purely for the reason of the the contract that they sign and yeah. the agreements they yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, I, you know. I think every single that all that type of business. I think every single one would really, really, really be be clamping down on that on that agreement. Yeah, so, I can imagine. Yeah, can yeah imagine. definitely because it protects them, but it also protects their customers, and that's how they make money. They're not in this business because they really want to. I mean, the 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 boss, my old boss, he used to be a company consultant before he set up this business but he set up this business and in his words because he knew sack sold yeah so and he, he did. did very well for me he had one shop within six months he opened another one and another one and another one you know it, it's 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 good money it's 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 it, it sells so yeah. they they're, they're in the business to make money so they want to protect the customers. So they will do anything to protect their customers because it protects their money. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I'm just wondering now, thinking about it, obviously, because we're talking 15 years ago. And I know that, you know, these shops probably still exist. But because yeah, no, we get everything yeah. online, like, I wonder, how, do, you know, do you see what I mean? Like, it, are they as popular as they were back then? Because well, now it's no. quite easy so I so I did have a quick quick look on the company last week. I think they've only got four stores left open, but mm. they do sell online and they sell quite a lot online. Oh, right, yeah, they um, just switched to online then. They yeah. just switched, it's yeah. so easy. People don't need to go in and show their face. The embarrassment, yeah. do you know. What I mean? Yeah, like, you could even set up an incorrect, you know, a dodgy email or whatever, yeah. you know, and you could do it that yeah. way. It's uh, far yeah. more anonymous, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I uh, think this I, has been a bloody brilliant show, and I think we need to. Um, it has been amazing, and I'm really. I think well, there is one last aspect that. Yeah, on. there's one last. Before I go, there's one last last bit that I was quite shocked with as well. Um, I had a lot of stalkers. Customers ended up being stalkers. Um, I had a big time drug dealer who'd been in jail for 13 years he comes out comes in with his girlfriend wife or whatever she was buys her stuff comes in the next day and starts propositioning me I was like no thanks I've got a boyfriend he got quite obsessive he got his friends to track down who I was ended up getting my phone number started phoning me started texting me uh threatened to break my boyfriend's legs if I didn't agree to go on a date with him all wow. kinds of stuff. Yeah, so I had to phone the police on him. Um, but I, luckily for me, I think he ended up going back to jail. Um, but I also got quite a few gay stalkers, which I could never understand at the time. Why are, are these gays stalking me? Why me? Because I'm a woman. They're yeah. obviously not physically attracted to me. I mean, I had one guy, he would sit across the road in his car waiting for me to finish work and then come out and go oh hi uh, da, 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 da. And, and I couldn't understand and then it, it dawned on me it was because I was in that type of environment and I was selling the things that they needed they wanted they just got and also because of the type of industry people get obsessed 
Yeah, this is the danger with it, right? So you're looking at possible sexual offenders there, mind, because a lot yeah, of it will yeah, be sexual course. fantasy as well, yeah. right? A lot I, of it will be sexual fantasy. Yeah. 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 That's, what it, that's what it was. But that's quite a dangerous position to be in when you think about it as well, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. you know. There was, there was times. Um, we did have, you know, obviously we had lots of cameras, but we did have, like, in-house um, we had a big telephone system that was connected to all the shops so we can phone them anytime kind of thing. So, and we were always looking in on each other if there was anything untoward going on. You know, we'd obviously phone the police straight away on whoever that we thought was in danger in said particular shop kind of thing. So we could just put the passcode in into the CCTV and track their cameras. Um Luckily, I ne was never in such of a like a, a very very dangerous position, but I think if it was in this day and age now, I think things would be a lot different. I think they wouldn't care the cameras are there, they wouldn't care about stuff like that. It's a closed shop. There was no there was no windows to see in and out because that was one of the rules that we were had to block the windows. Um, and there was I didn't have an escape route. There was no back door kind of such it was just one door in and out so looking back now yeah it was a really really dangerous position to be in I didn't realize it at the time but obviously I do now but I think given if I was in that position now I think you know I think something really bad would have happened yeah definitely yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what it, that's it. You know, sexual offenders are created and pornography is it again at the heart of it all. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a bloody brilliant show. And this, this parts of this are going to have to be edited into our uh, our project that we're doing. Yeah. Um, because that was brilliant, Cheryl. Thank you so much for telling oh, your welcome. story. Well, I'm just glad I can finally talk about it. You know, years I couldn't talk about it, and I just I buried it deep down, forgot about it, and I just happened. I happened to think, um, I think about four or five weeks ago, oh, I wonder if that, if I'm allowed to speak now. So I went back to my court files and I thought, yep, I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> and it, do you yeah. know what? It's been really helpful, Lev. It really has. Because yeah. like Lou said earlier, it's um, filled in some of those gaps now. And, you know, where we've been trying to say how dangerous it is, you've just justified exactly what we're trying to say. And yeah. I, everybody yeah. needs to listen to this podcast. I hope I hope can get it out by the, by the sounds of it, I mean, I'm no psychologist or anything and cat you've done in all the research into porn but it looks like there's a certain process so they start fiddling around with little bits of online porn gets a little bit more extreme wants to yeah. you know, start starts um sort of like playing around and poking the thing yeah. do you know what i mean and then each time it, it it just gets a little bit more. And yeah, little, they, yeah, they have to. They have more. to. Now we get toys. Now we get into the painful stuff. You know. So when when are the sex toys not going to be enough? Exactly. Well, this is and it. that and that's exactly. when people go and do it really as well. You know, when they go out and do things. This is the thing. It's um, it's a dangerous. That's when thing. it turns into the big taboo of children and yeah. animals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. and it will go there. It will go there. That's it how will. we end and up. The thing is, these position. things from we've got to keep remembering, and we've got to keep bringing it back. And I know I sound like some bloody obsessed Jesus fan, but I am. But we are all born sinners, so these temptations are put in our way. Man is going to take them. Yeah, and this yeah, is why we course. have to remove okay, it. So these things are being put out in us by basically Satan is putting this stuff out there because he knows. The yeah, he knows that. The, yeah, the temptation, you know, and that's how we that's how we work. That's how we work. Exactly. Even within Satanism, you know, when exactly. they're doing their rituals, it's all it's all sexual. You know. Yeah. So, right. Uh, on that note, we're going to close the show. Cheryl, thank you so so much. You're welcome. Today. You're welcome. Yeah. It was brilliant, and um, maybe we can do this again. Have a little bit more of an update. You know, especially if you hear any 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 goss, come and let oh. us. Yeah, okay, I will do. And it's been good to talk. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. God bless. Okay, bye. Bye. What a show. That was amazing. I'm really grateful that it came on. Are we off record now? No, we're still... closing the show, Cheryl. Okay, yeah, okay. Shall I... You can just mute yourself, mute yourself, and I can edit this bit out. Okay, thank you. So, um, yeah, that was amazing.
was an amazing show, Kat. And it has, um, it really has linked a lot of stuff that we've been discussing. Yeah. So. I had a feeling she was going to do that for us. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful for her to speaking out on it. And, and everyone needs to see this show. They really, really do. They need to listen to it and totally understand the dangers that are surrounding it. You know, we're not going to get anywhere unless people know. Right. Exactly. You know. So um, I think I've got a show with Roy Davis tomorrow. He will be back, the Welsh wizard, with all the latest geopolitical news. Um, we are going to be speaking to um, Mr. BG, Papa G, Brian Garish. He's going to be coming on over the next few days. I'm seeing him later. So um, we will be having Brian on to look at the state of the nation, what's going on down at the UK column. Loads more coming up here on libertytactics.co.uk. If you're liking what we're doing, please think about supporting us, maybe buying us a coffee. We are completely self-funded. We have been completely self-funded for nearly 15 years now. And um, the censorship is real. Yes, it is. Getting taken down. Hello, we've had it for the last two years now. No PayPal. We're not allowed PayPal. We're not. I'm not even allowed to have an eBay account um everyone takes us down so it is thanks to the listeners who send in a bit that helps us just pay for some of the softwares pay for a little bit of the platforms we would like to boost our posts because we are so censored but um unfortunately the pots run out so if you want to help us we would really really appreciate it and if there's anybody who can spare maybe a couple of hours during the week just to give us a hand with some video editing we would really appreciate it because rick's rick snowed under and we do need a little bit of help i'm learning but i'm not that good but i'm slowly learning so we're getting there but we could really do with a little help so if there is anyone who wants to spare an hour or two a week to give us a hand we would very much appreciate it any final words Catherine? um no but just to reach oh actually yeah um can we put the petition for um restricting pornography for under 18s on this show please love and if anyone can sign it because it's, it's you know it's going up it's slow i've you know? sent it around i've sent it everywhere so i just think i don't know if it's being censored level whether people it must be. have i not put it up on liberty tactics yet i thought it was up there you probably have but just as a reminder yeah, just okay. for people just you know just to sign this because it's really 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 important that people do you know there's 40 million adults around about in the uk you know we should have our hundred thousand we should you know but um Never mind, we just keep plugging it. But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. What a brilliant show. Um, please, once you've listened, share it on all your platforms because yeah. um, it really does need to go around. Um, if you so want to catch up, um, libertytactics.co.uk and my blogs actually on the sexual, sexual uh, liberation movement and pornography are on my website, exposingthelie.info and anything in regards to sex education, publicchildprotectionwales.org. That's it. So we'll be back. God bless everyone. God bless. I can't find the stop button. Hold on.